the correlation to money as a business bus. That's coming up with Michelle McLeod in just a moment. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hempel, a motivational money coach and your host each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. I am literally on the edge of my seat with excitement. Seriously, if you could only see me now, I am not joking. Why? We are approaching 100 episodes. That is crazy. Now, this is episode 97. It's even crazy to think that because one, I graduated college in 1997. I aged myself. Oh, well. I also met my husband in 1997, so this is a pretty special number episode, and today's guest is also pretty stinking cool. So I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you tuned in. I am so grateful that you are here. Now, in today's episode, we're going to learn about what the State of the Union conversations involves and how that helps Michelle and her husband with their money. We're going to learn the exact thing that led her to buy a $500 purse. And we're going to learn why she refers to her money as her business bus and how this has helped her. So let me share with you a little bit about Michelle McGlade. She is a best-selling author, podcast host, and business strategist for future leaders in the health and wellness industry who desire to take the leap from local business owner to online business maven. Michelle helps wellness experts that are struggling not only with business foundations and navigating the basics of online entrepreneurship, but also with reconnecting to their self-worth and regaining their self-confidence. Her one-to-one coaching combines tough love with business savvy to catapult her clients to unstoppable success. And her unique skill set combines her corporate backstory of 15 years in sales and marketing, master's degree in business management, and entrepreneurial journey as a licensed acupuncturist, founder of a holistic health clinic, and online business maven to produce quick and lasting results for her clients. She is a biz savvy healer for healers. So you ready to meet Michelle? Let's get to it. Welcome, Michelle McGlade, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to chat with you today. Hey, Jen. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Well, this is going to be fun just because I love hearing everybody's money story. There's always something unique about it and fun about it. So are you ready to dive in into yours? Yeah, I think I'm going to be uncovering and discovering my story as we go. Love it. Love it. So just tell us a little bit about how you grew up around money. What did you experience? What did you see? Yeah, I mean, like, this was interesting, because I, you know, I didn't really think about it. But I as you know, I'm listening to your show and learning more that I do have a story and thinking about my story, you know, money growing up around money, money was, I would say scarce, it was always about money. Do we have enough money? Will there be enough money that costs a lot of money? Those were 
some of the themes that I would say I heard growing up, you know, my parents were, were really young and, um, really just kids themselves. So trying to get by and, and make it in this world was, I guess the story of where I started and as they grew in their careers and began to maybe do better and provide a better living for our family, more stability, if you will, you know, the story didn't really change too much is that we had so much money, the money was budgeted, you know, how much will this cost (laughs) and on and on and on. (laughs) So did they teach you or talk to you about money growing up? You know, I don't recall. I can't really like recall a time where I was sat down and and taught really anything about money. Um, We did get an allowance in my house and the allowance was received not just because we were uh, young people in the family, but because we contributed in the household and we had a very clear, I had a very clear set of duties that I was responsible for. And in return, I would receive the money. But I didn't really learn about money in my household except for really observing the behaviors and probably modeling the behaviors that I saw. Okay. So let's fast forward to when you grew up and became an adult, that scarcity. How did that translate later on in life? Or did you have a shift I'm sure. Well, I know you had a shift because you've had a you've yeah. had a successful business. So I want to learn more. Like, let's when you grew up, when was that shift from scarcity to more of an abundant mindset? Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple different stages, if you will, because I was never raised. I don't ever remember thinking, "Oh, when I grow up, I'm gonna not have enough money." So there was something in my upbringing that where I was taught that, you know, you go to school, you get a good job, and you have stability in your life, and you'll have more than enough money if you're educated, because my parents didn't go to college. And so going to school and getting an education was a huge, it wasn't even like something I thought, like, will I do that? Or won't I do that? It was like, I'm going to do that, because that will create stability, and, and it will be placing me in a spot where I won't have scarcity of money. And so immediately, like you said, you know, what happened after you left your household? After I left my household, I I went to college, (laughs) got a great job. And immediately that kind of segment of my life or segment of my story was that I always had just, I mean, I had more than enough. I always was able to cover my bills. I mean, sure, I was trying to get ahead, trying to save, trying to pay off debt, but I didn't ever really struggle. But it seemed like I was always trying to make more. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. No, absolutely. So did you have like growing up, so they didn't really have conversations maybe around money, you grew up around that, that there wasn't a lot of money that there was a lack of. So now, fast forward to today, what do you do well with money? So you've went through these different stages. (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) You spend it. I love it. You know, here's what I've learned. I mean, now today, what I've learned is, you know, because I started in corporate, I did the traditional thing and I made the money, I paid the bills, I paid off the debts. That was a cycle that wasn't a problem for me. And as I transitioned into entrepreneurship, that was a journey too. where am I at today? Well, my 
you know, my thinking has changed just even in the last five years, being an entrepreneur, you go from like being afraid to spend a hundred dollars to spend $500 and just really like, um, lack the confidence that you can be successful and make money on your own. And when you're able to do that and your confidence grows, you get to a place where I'm at now, which is, well, money's a tool. It's an investment. It's an investment in helping me get to wherever it is that I want to go. And I don't think of money as I don't have any or I don't have enough or I just think of it as a tool, a tool that is just getting me to wherever I'm driving my business bus. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And currently in your household, so business finances aside, are you the money manager in your home? I know you like to spend it. We've already established that. <laughs> but are you the saver for for a long time? So I'm actually like <laughs> balancing it out now. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. And so are you the one that manages the personal finances at home? Or how is that done in your yeah. household? Yeah, I think my husband would back me up on this. I would say that I'm the I'm the budgeter. I'm the one that's watching the money you know, monitoring what's coming in, what's going out, making sure all the bills get paid. And that role just came to me naturally. I was so good at it based on my upbringing, right? Like where, Mm -hmm. you know, how much money do we have? And, and my husband maybe wasn't, I observed that he definitely didn't have the same habits that I did. He wasn't as, he didn't have the scarcity mindset like I did as much with money, but he didn't have the management skills. I always knew where all my money was going. And so I, naturally took on that role in our relationship and have kind of been the primary person heading that up for every year, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Now, so if you could take us like through like a month of, you know, you don't have to go day by day, but like, what does a month look like in when you manage your finances, the tools that you use? uh, Do you sit down with your husband and talk about it weekly? Like, what does that look like for you all? Yeah, it's definitely not a weekly thing. My husband and I, you know, it's not very process oriented in terms of how he and I talk about it. I mean, we talk about our goals like we did that just at the beginning of this year. Like um, how are things like you said, how are the processes flowing? How are things going? Do you need help? Uh, What are our goals this year? Where will we need to reallocate money? That sort of thing. So we have those kinds of bigger conversations in the kind of the state of the union. (laughs) You're so funny. I love it. But in terms of the, you know, how it gets managed on a, just kind of the day to day of our money, if you will, I've actually moved towards automation. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a lot of debts and sort of thing. We funnel everything through one primary account and we pay everything into one account if we can. So then we only have like one bill to pay at the end of the month. Um, it's really just about simplifying things. We're just not interested in having a lot of, you know, different things going every which direction. And so to be honest, I don't have to, but maybe write a check or two every month or, you know, go in, we use like the online bill pay too. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really, really simple. There's no fancy tools happening there. And it's just a nice little Excel spreadsheet that we're following. <laughs> Oh, Excel spreadsheet. You're speaking my yeah. language. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've tried the software. I've tried the apps and I still go back to the spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a good old fashioned Excel spreadsheet that just, I think, no substitute for me. <laughs> I hear that. And what is your favorite way of paying? I know you mentioned that you pay, 
once or twice a month is when you write out a check or, but what is your favorite way of paying cash, check, credit card, or you use all of the above? You know, I use a card. So a card makes it ease of payment for me, but it's not on credit. It's a card that we pay off every month. So we're paying cash for things. I don't want to misrepresent that. Okay. So basically, because you we're only spending what we're earning. <laughs> right, right, right. No, 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 no. I, I understand. Because yeah. with how your system is, because you have it super simple, is you have your your account where your money goes into. And from that same account, are you saying that maybe you use your credit card because you say you have once or twice a month that you write it a check as one is like maybe for your credit card? Where is that where you use? Do you use that for all your expenses? And then from there, write that one or pay that one bill. Yeah, that- so we use the okay. card for all the expenses That's and then any thinking. bills that we can auto pay onto that mm-hmm. card. So then it's just so simplified and streamlined. Everything comes, it's on one statement. It's um, kind of done for you. Mm-hmm. It's just the ease and simplification. And, and there's, it's, you know, we just don't have that many things because we will pay cash for things. We just don't have that many different payments. So it's just really nice to have it all going through that one card if we can. And there's no, a couple things there's a couple things you can't do that on and so we just have those set up on an automatic bill pay through our financial institution. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. And then with the credit cards, and, and it's not for everyone, but it, obviously you're very clear on the income coming in and then the expenses going out cuz you know, you can charge that on the credit card and you'll have the money to pay that off. But you with the credit card you also have that advantage of of points. Yes, so yes. That's that why we points. did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. C- completely um, makes sense. Yeah. It, and, and you just have to know yourself. You have to mm-hmm. know if you're the kind of person that can manage something like that. And I've been doing it for so many years where, you know, just really working and staying within a budget or a financial plan for our family. And so it's really not uncomfortable to do it that way for us. But it takes a lot of We'll say financial muscles to yeah. hold yourself to that. I know some people that would not be a good plan for. Right. And like you said, you definitely have to know yourself. Yeah. So speaking of spending money, uh, what would you say is the best money you've spent? Oh, like recently or I don't or know. Anything like, that sticks anything? out that you said, hands down, that was just such a great decision. Um. Oh, there's the fun things and then there's the business things. <laughs> <laughs> let's do one of each, you know, but let's yeah. do like the fun and, and then a business one. Yeah. Yeah. So like a fun one, just even recently. So we, I like experiences. So I don't, I'm one of those people. Some people are not like me, I know, but I love experiences. I like to spend money on nice dinners and going to the spa and, and things that aren't necessarily products or tangibles that you have, but just experiences that you can hold and strong memories. So I went to the spa recently. It was a brand new spa in the town that I'm living and it was so wonderful. It's probably the most expensive place around here. Um, I had two treatments and I stayed there all day in all the soaking pools and it was just fabulous. I felt so good and regenerated after. Very big splurge. Hey, so nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So experiences are where I like to maybe spend some of my extra money, travel, spas, dinners, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, from a like a business perspective or some of the best money I spent has always been when I've outsourced things. 
to be honest, when I've taken the pressure off myself to do everything, I'm sure your audience can relate to this. And when I've outsourced, um, and that could even be in the household I've outsourced. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Just like the cleaning, like in my household business, if you will, that business of my household, outsourcing the cleaning has been the best thing because it was really good for my husband and I's relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because neither of us love to clean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's like a recent one I can think of. And then like in my actual formal business, uh, recently outsourced the building of an online funnel, which is a big investment, Mm -hmm. but, uh, not in my wheelhouse of expertise and something I actually spun my wheels on for a few months, trying to do it myself and hating every minute of it. I remember that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and guess what happens when it's not in your wheelhouse? It's, you know, you're not an expert at it. You don't love it. You just like, I wait, I essentially wasted all that time. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of bandwidth. It. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. lot of space taken up in your brain. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I understand that. And what would you say is your best money memory? <laughs> you know, I'm just going with what popped into my head. But there was a time I always felt and I I don't know if others can relate to this, but I always felt, especially when I was working in corporate, you know, you're always having to negotiate the next level of your salary. You don't have to do that as an entrepreneur. You can make as much money as you want. Um, You're in charge. But in a corporate job, you know, getting to the next level, getting to the next raise increase always seemed to be like um, a big deal or something I really wanted to negotiate when I took on a new role or a new job. And I distinctly remember I was kind of mid-career, if you will, so wasn't just starting out and I had some experience at this and taking on a new role within the same company. And I was able to negotiate like a really big increase in salary as well as negotiate um, some like kind of guarantees. I, I was in sales and so you have quotas and things you have to hit. So I was able to guarantee some like minimum hits for the quota And I just felt like so like proud of myself, if that makes sense, really advocating Mm -hmm. for myself and getting what I wanted. It was kind of the first time I remember like maybe even reaching past my expectations. That's awesome. That is awesome. And I celebrated. I want to throw this out too. Like when you're hitting milestones for yourself, And I share the stories because I I know not everybody's an entrepreneur. Some people have jobs. So there's just like different milestones to hit. Mm -hmm. But um, don't forget to celebrate those. I agree. I agree. I can't agree more. (laughs) And this is why this story came to me, because the first thing actually that I thought of when you asked the question was I was able to go out and buy myself a purse. It was I still have it. Actually, I won't get rid of it. It's this beautiful purse that was like I paid full price for it. I would have never bought it was several like maybe five or six hundred dollars. I would never buy a purse that much. But I just went and bought whatever I wanted as a celebration of what I had accomplished and um, just felt really freeing to be able to do that. That's beautiful. I love that. And (laughs) how about your proudest money moment? Because we've talked about your best money memory. We've talked about the best money you've spent. And how about your proudest money moment? I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's like one day, but there's, there's nothing, nothing that will replace 
for me starting my very first business. I had a holistic healthcare clinic and not just being able to get that first sale, but to be able to pay all the bills, all the overhead and have money left over. Like nothing has made me prouder of myself to to, to create something from nothing. Because that is up. a brick and mortar business, meaning yes. you it's not an online business, not working from home, but it's a brick and mortar business. You've got the lease or the you know, the rent, the oh, people yeah. that you have to pay, the hustle that you have to do to bring in the revenue to be able to pay all those and take money home at your for yourself. So that's yeah. that is so huge. That is definitely huge. And uh I congratulate you on that because that oh, I, you. for me, just thinking of doing something like that stresses me out. <laughs> yeah. But I it, think it, it's, it was definitely a different level of overhead, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love that. Well, this has been great, Michelle. I've enjoyed chatting with you, getting to know you and more about your money story, how you grew up around money, all those different things tied into money. So as you know, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because. You know, this this goes right to the heart. But uh, when you say that, I think her money matters because you matter, because um, who you are, what you want, honoring yourself, your mind, body, spirit involves your money, too. Love it. I love that answer. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. This has been great chatting with you today. Oh, thank you for having me. Wasn't Michelle just stinking cool? I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy chatting with her. Now, you did notice that one of her themes was you don't have to do everything. Now, I want to talk more about this in a moment, but of course, as usual, I want to do my weekly shout out. Usually, I give a shout out to a person in our community, but today I wanted to recognize those on my team who support me every single week in getting this podcast out to you. So a huge thanks to John, who does fantastic work on producing and editing the audio, just making me sound good. Holly, who's been doing amazing with the show notes. If you haven't noticed, the show notes have definitely gotten an upgrade. So go take a look when you get a chance, will you? And to Lai Ping, who is always on top of our marketing images. Creating and producing a podcast is not for the birds. It takes work, time, and dedication, and I couldn't do it without them. So I just wanted to take a moment and to say thank you. Now let's get back to today's discussion and the theme of you don't have to do everything. Of course, as women, we wear multiple hats, and sometimes, I'm sure you can relate, the headspace is completely full. It's like you can't take anymore. That's when you're feeling overwhelmed, and you're just feeling like a zombie, or or you're feeling like you can't think, you feel like your head's going to explode. You feel me, right? Uh, But yet, we still feel a need to get it done. We still persist. We still somehow get it done, or it may take us longer. Uh, whatever the case may be. And uh, you heard Michelle, how she talked about how she outsources her house cleaning and how that makes her life easier. And I can attest to that. There was a, for a long, long time where I didn't outsource the house cleaning and it drove me nuts. One of the reasons 
that I didn't outsource. Yeah, partly I didn't want to dish out the extra money because I'm thinking, hey, we've got the boys. They have to help. And oh my gosh, that's for another <laughs> completely different episode. But it was, I, I, long story short, it just wasn't to my expectations, right? It wasn't as clean as I felt like it needed to be, but they're kids, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, so there might be some things that you want to outsource. Uh, maybe it's cleaning, maybe it's something else. And for me, if you ask me, it would be cooking. And when you're thinking about outsourcing these things, you may, are you probably, most likely are thinking, I can't afford this. And I'm going to show you in a little bit how to get around that uh, and work it into the budget. Because for me, the cooking is is the tough one, Right. I know you can prep meals, but that just doesn't work out with me at this time of my life, this season of my life, because it leaves only Sunday to do this meal prepping and it leaves no time where I can just chill, no time where I can just do nothing and literally just veg. We need that time and I don't necessarily meal prep or if I meal prep, it might be just for one meal (laughs) or taking the uh, chicken out to defrost. That's my meal prep, right? So for me, that's the area that I want to outsource. So that would be like a chef. That would be, I know it sounds exuberant. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Uh, or it could be um, one of those meal prepping companies, those that either send the, uh, you can pick up the meal already made or those companies that send you the ingredients and instructions to cook the food, right? So I've looked at all those options. Uh, I could automatically think I can't afford this, but instead we need to explore the options. Okay, so the first thing on how to figure out on how to outsource this and just build that into your budget. How do you do this? And the number one thing that you need to do is get it out of your head that you can't afford this. That's the number one thing. Instead, what you need to ask yourself is, how can I make it happen? Because once I do, my life will change in insert this way, insert your how it will change for you. So remember, ask yourself, how can I make it happen instead? Because once I do, my life will change in X way. So you insert how it will change for you. So again, I could automatically think, especially since I would like a chef. Now I'm not thinking in terms, and I've probably mentioned it before, but I'm not thinking in terms, the chef needs to be all with a typical chef hat. I'm just, I just want the meals done. That's all I want. I just want the meals done. All I want to do is warm it up, put them in the oven and just warm it up and be done. So I can easily say I can, I can't afford that. Like I mentioned before, but I'm just exploring all the possibilities. I have not found one that has suited me to this point, but notice I'm not saying I can't afford this. I just have not found one that has suited our needs and our plan of our money, right? So that's what I'm searching for. So that's number one is get out of your head that you can't afford this, okay? Number two is you need to know the cost. Obviously, I've already done this research as far as like, what are the costs so I can um, get help in the cooking area. What are those costs? And once you know the cost that it's going to take, you want to plug that in into your money plan or your budget, right? See what happens, meaning what is the new bottom line? So in your budget or in your money plan, you're going to have your income and all your expenses coming out, right? When you subtract the income from the expenses, that's going to give you your, mon- your bottom line. So that is the money that is left over 
or the money that you're overspending. Either way, right? So you want to plug the cost of what you want to outsource into your money plan and see how that comes into play. Because you don't want to judge and say you can't afford this until you actually do the work, right? So plug it in. And once you know your new bottom line, you'll fall into one of the scenarios. These scenarios, you've got the funds to do so, right? Maybe there's still a positive number. And remember, if you have a positive number, account for that money because you don't want to leave it stranded because it's going to get spent. So you want to give it a job and figure out where that money is going to go. All right. So if there, if you're in that scenario where you've got the funds to do so, see, then you make it happen, right? Now, if for some reason in the back of the mind, your mind, you're like, you're still doubting that it can't happen or that it can happen, what I would suggest that you do is you take another look at those expenses, especially your non-monthly and variable expenses. Because maybe what you're doing, maybe you don't have an accurate money plan. Maybe your money plan is not reflecting those non-monthly expenses and those variable expenses. So what I mean by non-monthly, those can be your clothing expenses, unless you're one that buys clothing monthly, right? (laughs) Uh, And your variable expenses, they can be monthly expenses, but they're just not a fixed amount every single month. Okay, so that could be eating out, for instance. Uh, maybe some months you spend more than others. All right. Then your second scenario that you can fall into is a negative number. So that means you're overspending in some areas. So you either, you can do two things. You can spend less somewhere, right? You have to look at your expenses less and you see how you can spend less, earn more or a combination of the both, right? And, um, So you have to look at what expenses aren't necessary and what can you cut out or minimize without going extreme? What are your options that you have to earn more income? Uh, Like as an entrepreneur, um, you know, the sky is the limit with entrepreneurship. Or maybe if you have a nine to five job, maybe there's some overtime available that you can do without taking advantage, right? Um, what can you do to earn some income on the side? So really it comes down if there's, if once you plug in that amount that it's going to cost to outsource that service, to outsource what you want to outsource, and it comes to a negative number, you have to figure out how you can spend less somewhere. Just be realistic. Don't go so extreme. And, or uh, you have to earn more income. That's really the only way to do it, right? Now, I want you to note here that in this part, if you're finding, if you're looking at it and you're like, I'm not finding too many solutions, you're not finding a way out, check your mind. Make sure that your mind is in the right place uh, because maybe you're still thinking you can't afford this. So you have to work on getting that out and ask, and the only way to get that out of your brain and ask your, is asking yourself powerful questions, uh, not negative questions, right? So ask yourself, again, you can ask something simple as, or you can change it, something as simple as, how can I make it happen instead? Because once I do, my life will change in X way, right? So you insert how that changes. So I just wanted to share that real quick or not so quick because I think I rambled there um, just if in case you're needing a push in this area. Now, I've also been having various emails lately from some of you who are feeling overwhelmed with your money and want some help like seriously yesterday. 
And remember, I am available to help. Now, there is an episode that I did a while back that actually I haven't shared that as much that you can check out that breaks down how exactly you can work with me on varying budget levels. And you can check that out over at jenhemphill.com forward slash beyond this podcast. Now, next week, we'll be exploring for those of you who are self-employed entrepreneurs uh, on maneuvering how to save on that inconsistent income. So be sure to check that out. That will be episode 98. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Michelle uh, for joining us. Make sure to uh, check her out over at michellemcglade.com. And I will be sure to have that in the show notes as well over at jenhempill.com forward slash 97. So thanks again so much for joining me today. And I will talk to you again next Thursday. <music>